Alright, let's hope this works. Because I've recorded this like four, three or four times and it did not work out well. I actually uploaded a... <laughs> I uploaded a segment of me actually completing this. And it was 29 minutes. It stopped recording at 3. Like my microphone broke, so... Hopefully this works out. Also, I've changed the device I'm recording on, so hopefully that helps too and doesn't stop at 30 minutes. So, question of the day is, what do you guys think about churches preaching politics and using the gospel not to preach about God, but to preach about an agenda? Alright, so I got news for y'all. Jesus is now officially black. Yep, you heard me right, guys. Jesus is now black. A black Jesus painting will be installed in one of UK's oldest cathedrals. An article that is called Hindustan Times says St. Albans Cathedral, one of Britain's oldest churches, is paying homage to the Black Lives Matter movement by installing a version of Leonardo da Vinci's masterpiece, The Last Supper, with Jesus cast as a black prophet. And not only that, my guy, we got a interview by Hawk Newsom, and he basically says that Jesus was a black man. So I'm going to take us there right now, and it's around 4.13 in the interview, and he always has said some crazier stuff than that before the actual, this part, so I suggest you guys watch that as well. So let's just listen. That is something for you know everybody to think about. Um, I just want to put up this quote from Martin Luther King, and I've heard you talk about Martin Luther King um, versus Malcolm X, and you said that he, you know, was an anomaly, Martin Luther King. Um, he said, "Let us be dissatisfied until that day when nobody will shout white power, when nobody will shout black power, but everybody will talk about God's power and human power." Do you agree with that? I love the Lord, and my Lord and Savior. Jesus Christ is the most famous black radical revolutionary in history and he was treated just like Dr. King. He was uh, arrested on occasion and he was also cru crucified or assassinated. This is what happens to black activists. We are killed by the government. Well, and, and if you need context, if you read your Bible, it'll say that Jesus had feet like burnt brass and hair like wool. I don't know if you noticed, but our hair seems to be more like wool, and we seem to be uh, likened to that color than anyone else. And, you know, it's just the hypocrisy and the white supremacy in America and in the world that would show us portraits of a, a pasty white Jesus. Jesus was not white. We all know this. Okay. You know, I, I mean, I think Jesus is... Uh, Jesus to all Christians um, and people interpret him in, in imagery in different ways um, obviously he was from the Middle East we all know that that's obvious so um, so, so he wasn't a white man we all know that right? I don't know how I don't see know how, and he was white, Middle right? Eastern yeah he was Middle East yeah all right we're gonna go thank you very so much I, I all right so then he goes on for a minute trying to get this lady to admit that Jesus wasn't white and he was black so Let's start off with some of the things he says. So he says, Jesus Christ is the most famous black radical revolutionary in history. First off, Jesus is not black. He is a Jew. It says so in the Bible multiple times. All right. So he says he loves the Lord. 
which I'm not doubting, but it doesn't sound like he's read the Bible, so he would know that Jesus isn't black. And they said, treated just like Dr. King, he was arrested on occasion and was also crucified. Okay. Dr. King was a political activist. He was a political speaker, right? Jesus Christ was not a political speaker at all. He was not involved in politics. The purpose of him going around was not... The purpose of him being on earth was not to go around spewing politics. It was to go around spewing the word of God, okay? So, and they didn't crucify Jesus because the government was like, you know what, that's that's a black man in your case. A black man who is speaking out. No, they crucified him because the mob demanded it, okay? Priests felt threatened by Jesus' teachings, all right? You can even search it. It says, according to the Gospels, an elite council of priestly and lay elders arrested Jesus during the Jewish festival of Passover. Deeply threatened by his teachings, they dragged him for Pilate before Pilate to be treated for uh, blasphemy, for claiming they said to be the king of Jews. Okay, so Dr. King was a good man, right? I love Dr. King. He was amazing. But he was a political speaker. Jesus, I love him too. He was not a political speaker. He was a Christian, a Jewish Christian, a Jew Christian who went around preaching the word of God. Okay. So then he says, this happens to be, uh, this happened, this is what happens to black activists. We are killed by the government. Really? So every black activist out there right now who's burning and looting and protesting, they're all being killed right now. Every single one of them. It looks to me as if the government is being pretty nice to you guys right now, considering. Because if it were me, and all the rioting and all the looting started, not the protesting, if the rioting and the looting started, it would be over the next day. Okay, so I think the government's being pretty nice to you, considering what you've done. Destroying black communities, destroying black places, um, black businesses, destroying places where black people go to get their food and their resources, you know. I don't know just saying and then he says if you read your bible it'll say jesus had feet like burnt brass and hair like wool okay first off nowhere in the bible does it give that description of jesus whatsoever he might be talking about revelation where it says his hair were white as white wool white as snow his eyes were like a flame of fire his feet like burnished bronze refined as in a furnace okay and that can really describe almost anyone it can be a black man, it can be a Jew, it can be a really, really, really tanned white man. Okay, so it's a really vague description. And second off, it doesn't say his hair is woolly, okay? It says his hair is as white as white wool, white as snow. It doesn't say his hair is wool, alright? And third off, it doesn't say his feet are like burnt brass. It says burnished bronze, refined as in a furnace, okay? Hawk Newsome, there are people who are dark, but not black. There are people who are not black people, but are dark, okay? Don't think that you're the only dark people out there. It's just another example of these rioters wanting to turn everything into their black cause. And if they can't have it black, it's racist. Sean King calls for all white Jesus statues to be torn down. So these are some of his tweets, I said. He said, yes, I think the statue of white European they claim is Jesus 
should also come down. They are a form of white supremacy. Yes, all murals and stained glass windows of white Jesus and his European mother and their white friends should also come down. They are a gross form of white supremacy created as a tool of oppression, racist propaganda. They should all come down. And then he goes on two days later and complains. He says, in the past 48 hours, I received about 500 literal death threats from white Christians who want me to know that they will kill me before they will ever take down their statues of white Jesus. Christian whiteness has always been violent, though. Okay, first off, Sean King, are you even religious? That's like, that's a legit question. Are you even religious? Why are you dragging, if you're not religious, why are you dragging Jesus into your politics? I don't care if it's a statue, because a statue represents Jesus. Why are you dragging Jesus into your politics if you don't even believe in Jesus? You and half these people who are agreeing with you probably aren't even religious, and you have no business whatsoever getting into other people's religion. If you are religious, you have issues, man, and you need to get those sorted out with God. Okay, so I guess the color of stone that people choose to make Jesus out of is now racist. And I guess the stained glass is also racist. You know, I guess we can't have a pure white statue of Jesus now because not only is the color white racist, I guess Jesus is racist now. I guess the white color that they chose to depict Jesus in can't be imagery. It can't be to depict heavenly to depict pure it has nothing it doesn't have anything to do with the skin what the hell man and i guess this the same could be said for the stained glass okay they could be depicting him as a white figure not as like skin color white but as a white figure because it means pure it's not because that they're racist and they think that jesus was white He wasn't white, and he wasn't black. He was Jewish, and the skin color should not matter. The skin color should not matter. If you are religious, he has told you, Jesus has told you, and God has told you, that doesn't matter what your skin color is, you love thy neighbor. You love them. And it seems to me you got some issues loving other people. Seems like you got some issues not being able to accept other people for their skin color. So don't you start dragging Jesus into it because people choose to depict him as a white figure. And you know what? Maybe you're receiving these death threats. And I'm I'm sure it's not just white people like you claim. I'm sure there's multiple people of color telling you these things. Because you know what, Sean King? Maybe you're receiving these threats because you're calling to remodel someone's religion based around your beliefs, okay? Because you believe that Jesus is black, that everybody and every Christian and every Catholic and every other and every other religion should remodel their gods and their lords black. You know what, Sean King? Maybe. You're receiving these threats because you're calling Jesus a racist, white supremacist. Maybe that's why. Or maybe a thought. Maybe they're giving you death threats because you're calling for the literal removal of Jesus Christ, the Savior and Lord. 
Maybe that's why. Just some thoughts. But you know what? You don't have to believe me. It's up to you. <sighs> Sorry. Alright, so then we have the church preaching political agendas. So I have like three, I have two paragraphs and a headline. So let's talk about it. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anything till I finish reading these. So Lee Hall Moses, in the past two years our congregation has lost at least one regular attendee because we're too political. At least one other left because we're not political enough. Some folks wish we were out in the forest wearing our church t-shirts at every protest. Others wish I would tone it down from the pulpit and just preach about how to be a good person. I take some solace in the adage that if you're making people mad, you might be doing something right. Preaching's gotten a lot harder since the 2016 election, when every word like kindness seemed to have a political implication and everyone retreated to their corners, boxing gloves at the ready. It's complicated by the fact that politics has now come to mean every contemporary issue on which people might disagree. In times such as these, the preacher's task is to remind the congregation that the basic tenets of our faith, grace and mercy, radical hospitality, love of neighbor, love, love of neighbor, go beyond politics but have political implications. And that was the Christian sanctuary. So then we have another uh, paragraph, and this is by the Gospel Collation, sorry, dot org. And they say, we live in a day where politics are everywhere and everything is about politics. On one level, this has always been true. Jesus is Lord, not Caesar. That's a political statement. Every sermon touches the polis on the city of man, on our earthly citizenship. But that's not what I have in mind, at least not entirely. What I mean by politics are the elections, the elected officials, the political parties, and the endless stream of policy debates and legislative, economic, and judicial controversies that so much of our daily news and social media feed uh, comment on constantly. What is a pastor to do with these controversial controversies and debates? That's my question. When preachers are quickly criticized for saying too much, you're not gospel-centered, or saying too little, you're not woke. It behooves us to think that carefully about relationship between pastoral ministry and politics. And then the headline I had for you was, Religious liberals want to change what it means to be a Christian voter. And that is pbs.org. But, you know, not everybody is for this. There are obviously a lot of people against uh, church preaching politics. I have a... I have three reasons by someone who gave six, but I didn't feel like reading all six of them, and I didn't feel like they were relevant. So, this is by minnesotaumc.org, and this, I don't know, um, pastor, I don't know, I think she's just a member, and she says, I want my congregation to know Jesus. I love my church, my whole church way too much to let anything get in the way of them knowing and experiencing the transforming life found in Jesus. If you haven't noticed, the nation is divided, and the notion that the whole church think as you do on a political issue is absurd. Politicized posts have a high likelihood of alienating half your congregation. I don't need to be so right on politics that it prevents 
anyone in my church from hearing about all Jesus has for them. And then another reason is, I want my unbelieving friends to know Jesus. And her last one says, I could be wrong, or at least not fully right. So I think she's talking about um, preaching politics and if you could be getting some of the stuff right or wrong. So let's talk about this for a second. The first one that I read to you, he basically says, you have to go beyond politics, but have political implication. First off, if that was my church, I would not go to that church anymore after reading that. Church is a place where people go to learn about their Lord Jesus Christ. They're there to learn about God, right? They're not there to be brainwashed and politicized. God was not, Jesus was not a political activist. He was there to spread the word of God. He was basically a missionary, okay? And when you say that he was a political activist, you obviously are not only deceiving your congregation, you are basically deceiving the word of God. And, you know, politics and church don't mix whatsoever. There, I have a paragraph from Berkeley Center, and this is talking about back in the medieval times when um, churches and government were the same thing. Alright, so let me read this to you. It says, Civil and religious authorities were not sharply differentiated along modern lines, but were understood as two different independent departments of a common encompassing enterprise. According to the distinction between sword and spirit, between cohesion and belief, so central to the early Christian experience was retained, if only in a high disguised form. While the relationship between spiritual and political authority was consistently intimate, it was also antagonistic, exhibiting at various times an intense struggle for religious authority and political power. Right. So, basically, let's talk about why church and the government are separate now. The church and government are separate now because it was all about power for them. The church that the churches were corrupted. They didn't care about teaching the word of God to their people. They cared about power, they cared about money, and they were honestly very they were very anti-Christ. Not in their teachings, but the people that were doing these things were very anti-Christ. They could basically tell you that you, if you don't donate to the church, if you don't support the church, if you don't vote a certain way, then you are going to hell because God hates you and God wants you to do his bidding that the pastor told you to do. But if you don't do it, you're going to hell. And these people believed it because they couldn't read. They couldn't understand what the Bible was saying. And now it's the opposite. It's we want you to, some of us, they want you to get political in your church. They want you to brainwash these people again into thinking the way that they thought in the medieval times, all right? So church and politics, why don't they mix? Politics is about who has power. It's about what person gets the power. It's about one person what person can decide what happens in the fate of you for the people in the earthly world, right? 
Religion is about the Lord and his power and what he will provide for you, not only in your mortal form, but for you in your afterlife, right? So they don't mix because the religion is based on the idea that the Lord is centered and he has all the power. And politics is based on multiple people have power. Multiple people get to decide what happens to citizens um, on their mortal life, okay? So, it's just, we can read now, right? We know what God expects of us because we can read. We don't have to have these pastors, we don't have to have these church officials read it to us. We don't have to hope that they're telling us what God wants. We know because we can read. And, you know, why do churches have to be woke? It's like this lady said, if you start preaching politics in church, you're going to alienate half your congregation. You're going to make most of them leave. Half of them are going to leave. And you know why? It's because they don't believe in what you're preaching. They close their hearts to you. They don't believe what you're saying because it's not what they believe. Church is a place where Democrats and Republicans and everyone in between can gather. They can put their politics aside and they can unite under God. Right? When you take that away, you're doing a lot of harm not only to the church, but you're doing a lot of harm to the our society. Because right now, there's not a lot of things that Republicans and Democrats have a lot of common ground on anymore. And it looks like The Lord himself is slipping from common ground. So why? Why are we doing these things? Why do we want to get religious people to be brainwashed? You know, it's it's crazy to me. We go to church to open our hearts. We go there to believe what we're being told. And when you do that, when you get political in church... People are going to leave. They're going to close their hearts off to you. They're going to close their beliefs off to you. They're going to go home. And they're going to be like, you know what? I don't have to go to church anymore. I don't have to go to church to be religious. I have all I need right here in my hands. I have the Bible and I have, you know, any other things that their religion needs. Whether it be the Quran, whether it be the Bible, whether it be whatever, you know. They don't have to go to church anymore. And they're going to realize it. They're going to be like, you know what? The church is corrupt. All the churches are going corrupt. Jesus wants me to learn his his power, but he doesn't want me to learn it in the church, and he's shown it to me. So I will go home, I will read it every day, and I will have my own little congregation at home. And you know what? If that's the way it turns out, so be it. So be it. You know, like, I wouldn't want to go to a church. If they were telling me that they are subtly going to imply politics to me I'm not going I'm not going I don't have to be guilt tripped into believing that there's a black Jesus because black people are being apparently lynched every day outside you know and the people using the word lynch they probably don't even know what it means it means that a public execution and it's been it's okay with these people to publicly execute that person 
that's what lynching is. So, no, black people are not being lynched because the public doesn't support it. And it's obvious because of all these protesters. So, no, they're not being lynched. And it's like, when the church preaches that Jesus is black, that Jesus was hang, uh, he was put up and basically executed because he was involved in politics, because he was black, because this and that. When they preach that, it's very deceiving. And not only are they deceiving their congregation, they're deceiving God. And, you know, you have little kids. You have little kids going to church. And what are they going to think when it's supposed to be a, a safe haven from politics, when they're being told that Jesus was hated because he was black? What are they going to think when they're told that Jesus was crucified because he said something he shouldn't have. What are they going to think? Not only is, like, Hollywood corrupting our children. Not only is these celebrities. Not only is the news corrupting everyone. Now it's the church. Really? Keep it out of politics. You can see, back in the medieval times, there was a struggle between the religious authority and the political authority for power and when you put that back into the church it's going to be evident that you're just in it for the power there's very few churches right now that are not speaking their minds on politics that they're just preaching what the lord wants to love thy neighbor to not steal to not commit adultery to not do all these other things excuse me do all these other things that he commanded us not to do. I was reading the Ten Commandments last night, actually, and I just see so many of the commandments being broken by the church, being broken by these celebrities. You know, like, when you, one of the commandments is to not steal. And when you get people like Sean King and Hawk Newsom stealing the icon of Jesus, for their own political views, for their own political power, for their own gain. When they're stealing the Lord's image, it just, it really upsets me, you know? And some of you right now that may be listening may not be religious at all, but a lot of you would probably agree that it doesn't make sense to have a political power inside the church. And a lot of you that don't believe in the church and don't believe in Jesus, you believe in the morals that they're teaching. You believe, yeah, we shouldn't steal. It's bad. We shouldn't lie. That's bad. We shouldn't kill each other because that's bad. You know, we should love each other no matter what the race. So it's just, it's really upsetting. You know, I just, why do we need to brainwash people? Why do the churches need to be woke? Why why can't politics be separated from the church like the government is separated from the church you know what what the heck people i just there was something else i wanted to say i think i forgot let's see let's see oh well either way i think those of you that go to church right now i think you need to start being more open 
to what's going on right now. You need to open your ears and your heart to God. Not to the preacher, to God. I'm not saying that all preachers are bad. and I'm not saying all the churches are corrupt. But you need to be aware. Because there is a lot of politics going on in 2016. And there's a lot of politics going on right now. Especially before the election. You need to be aware. I was actually... I was watching this video. And this guy, he says he's not a prophet. But he had a prophetic dream. And his dream, his first dream was in December. And it was a calendar. And the they flipped months it was january february march and then a hand underlined marched and tapped it three times and he saw no let me continue and then it went uh march and then it went to june right i think it went to june so it skipped april and went to june and then it underlined it three it underlined it and tapped it three times and he said that he saw people in masks, he saw disease, he saw fires going up, he saw all the things that's going on right now. And he said on Monday and Tuesday night, he had another dream. And it flipped all the way to September, the hand underlined it and tapped it three times, and then it went to November. And instead of underlining it and tapping it, the fist punched it. It punched it. And... The whole time, this voice was telling him to brace himself. You know, you gotta brace yourself. And he saw a bunch of smoke going up. He saw, like, foreign foreign officers in America, in D.C. He saw people in fear. He saw them scared. He saw people dying, you know. And... You know, I don't, I'm kind of skeptical, but you know, I see it happening. I've already felt that there's going to be another civil war. I think it's either going to be another civil war or um, God is going to come back down and he's going to save those who lived by him and he's going to leave the evil to destroy themselves here. And I think it's all going to happen in November. Either way, whatever happens in November, this is my prediction. If Joe Biden wins... There's going to be war. There's going to be, I don't know how to put it, like, civil unrest. If Trump wins, there's going to be war. Because, you know, we've already seen that Democrats can't handle losing an election from 2016. They're still trying to impeach him. They're still trying to get him out of office all the way since 2016. So if he wins again, which I'm pretty sure he will, if he wins again, I know the Democrats are going to cause more riots. They're going to cause them more looting, more burning. You know, we're already seeing them do it right now. We're already seeing it. So, I don't know. I think everybody needs to brace themselves. I'm going to put the, I'll put the, what you call it? I'll put the video up on my Instagram. If you don't know what the Instagram is, it, it's redpill.america, and I'll post it for you guys. So, let me just answer the question of the day. What do you guys think about churches preaching politics and using the gospel not to preach God, but to preach an agenda? Well, 
I've already made my point very clear. Churches should not be preaching politics. It is a place for God. It is a place to for everybody to unite. It's the only common ground that we really only have left. Um, and I think when churches preach or use or manipulate the word of God for their own political agenda, then they're taking it back to, me- to the medieval times where they were deceiving people for, you know, not being a political a certain political view and if you do that not only are you (laughs) i don't want to say like it's a bad thing not a bad thing i don't want to say it like i want you to but you're probably gonna go hell for manipulating the word of god and you know teaching these people wrong and you know if you do that not only is your church basically now not a church it's a place for brainwashing and yeah you know brace yourselves guys something's gonna happen it's just this is my opinion and I might sound crazy but let's just watch what happens alright let's watch what happens in November and let's see where things go so thank you guys for listening And I'll see you in the next podcast.